0: And welcome to another SU Oddities. Um, On this one, this is kind of a continuation of the last one, if you guys have been listening. You know, again, we like to break these up just because they're easy listens. And, um, you know, sometimes people have ADDs, so these are easy to listen to. I don't know. Anyway. um, But, you know, we covered brief little events in history, some weird little snippets that uh, things have happened. Um, Really can't get a full episode out of them. So this is a perfect platform for them. And so we figured we'd, uh, we'd talk about them a little bit. So here we go. On September 1st, 1859, amateur astronomer Richard Carrington looked through his brass telescope at the sun and noticed two large bright lights erupt from a cluster of dark sunspots. Carrington didn't know what to think, but he saw the results of those lights, which were solar flares, over the next few days. All over Earth, bright auroras lit up the skies. The birds began to sing because they thought it was daytime on the night uh, between September 1st and September 2nd. Laborers, thinking it was dawn, started cooking breakfast in the middle of the night. And in other places, some people thought it was the end of the world. Telegraph communications failed and sparks erupted from telegraph machines, shocking the operators and setting papers on fire. The solar flares Carrington Witness are estimated to have the energy of 10 billion atomic bombs. They create a geomagnetic storm of gas and subatomic particles that hit the Earth. Carrington's lucky timing meant that he had seen with his own eyes the cause of this incredible event. The geomagnetic storm, now called the Carrington Event, is the largest of its kind in the modern age. If a similar event occurred today, most scientists speculate there would be trillions of dollars of damage in the United States alone, disrupting the electrical grid and creating blackouts around the world. Regardless of how extensive the damages might be, scientists note that it is not a matter of if, but a matter of when. And I don't want to get on my soapbox here, but I'm just saying all this technology is fantastic till the shit gets knocked out by solar flares. Just saying. In April eighteen, in April eighteen fifteen, Mount Tambora in Sumbawa, Indonesia, erupted in a volcanic explosion that remains the largest ever in recorded history. Ten thousand people immediately died from the eruption, lava, and resulting tsunamis, and eighty thousand more would perish from disease caused actually by the explosion's aftermath. Uh, The following year was marked by cold, wet temperatures that lasted throughout the summer and led to crop failure and the death of livestock giving 1816 the moniker the year without a summer. Scientists in the early 20th century conjectured that the erupt of Mount Tabor may have caused a bizarre climate in Europe and North America, and those findings were substantiated in a recent scientific study. A 2019 study conducted by the University of Edinburgh School of Geosciences explains it this way. The eruption injected a huge amount of SO2, sulfur dioxide, into the stratosphere, which have quickly spread across the globe oxidizing to form sulfate aerosols. The effects of volcanic aerosols on the climate have been extensively studied, and they have been shown to reduce net shortwave radiation, causing widespread, long-lasting surface cooling. Well, that's not good. That doesn't sound good at all. The death toll of Mount Tambora's explosion may have been much higher and further reaching than the 90,000 previously attributed to the blast. But one thing that did come out of the chilly non-summer of 1816 was an iconic creepy tale. Mary Shelley, who wrote her famous gothic tale, Frankenstein, while remaining indoors during the miserable weather. So thank you, weather, for giving us Frankenstein. Well done. Mount Elgon National Park stretches between Kenya and Uganda and is home to leopards, antelope, Various species of monkeys, buffalo, and elephants. On the Kenyan side of the park, elephants use the Kittum Cave to obtain the necessary sodium for their diet. Over centuries, elephants have entered Kittum Cave <laughs> weird and used their tusks to break off pieces of cave walls, consuming the fragments for the much-needed salt. If this sounds like a beautiful place to watch elephants and other wildlife scrounge for salt in the dark, there is a dark side of this magical cave. In the 1980s, several tourists contracted uh, Marburg virus a hemorrhagic fever that is similar to Ebola. Scientists believe this deadly disease is caused by the large amount of bat guano that, along with the elements, uh, the elephants and salt, is found in Kittum Cave. Uh, while it is described as a must-see attraction for tourists, most health specialists suggest avoiding Kittum Cave and leaving its beauty for the local wildlife. So there's that. And lastly, and I've heard this story before, very interesting, um, May 26, 1828, an unkept and seemingly delirious teenage boy was found wandering around the town square in Nuremberg, Germany. He had no identification and claimed to not know who he was beyond his name, which was Casper Hauser. With him were two letters that provided some clues to his mysterious past, but not much. Uh, The first letter, pinned by a laborer who apparently found and tried to help raise the boy, was written to the captain of the cavalry, asking him to take care of Hauser. The second letter seemed to have been written by his mother, stating that his father was deceased and that she could not properly care for him. Although Hauser was initially unable to read or write, within weeks he miraculously learned how to do both and started sharing his story. He wrote his autobiography, which told of his strange upbringing, claiming to have been kept in a small, dark room where he slept on straw and was fed by people he never saw nor knew. Over the next few years, he spoke extensively and was often at odds with his own tales. On several occasions, he claimed to have been attacked, though the circumstances made his claims very questionable, to say the least. In 1833, Hauser was murdered, and his celebrity continued to rise even after his tragic and enigmatic demise. If he was truly an abused child kept in dark isolation... Why did he not have physical disabilities from rickets or malnutrition? The letters he carried also appear to have been forged, and as for the assassination attempts, they were clumsy at best. In fact, many believe now that Hauser stabbed himself and accidentally went too far, resulting in his death. Speculation continues around Hauser and his religions, with some claiming that he was the heir to a throne and hidden away by dastardly schemers. Regardless of who or what Hauser really was, his fascinating story inspired writer Alexander Dumas in his book The Man in the Iron Mask and continues to spark heated debates among those who want to solve the riddle of this strange child. Interesting. So there you go. Again, tidbits in history. Um, some of these actually led to movies, books, whatever have you. Yeah, interesting nonetheless. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, close the gates, everyone. <laughs>